Aristides Aquino. Aristides Aquino. Fuckino. Fuck you. Fuck you, Renner. I can't fucking say it. I can barely get the goddamn K in the right space and fucking Keneal Harry. Let's go to the doghouse. Welcome in, everybody, honey. It is Tuesday, August 13th, 2019, if you didn't know what year it was. And uh, welcome into the doghouse. I'm your boy, D-Roy. Find me on Twitter at RoyDog underscore 13. That is R-O-Y-D-A-W-G underscore 13. Let's face it. If you can't figure it out by now, hit the call button. Tommy will come back there and hit you on top of the head with a fucking tack hammer because you are stupid. So it's been a little bit. Uh, talked to you guys a little bit over the last three days of the preseason, first week of preseason on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Nothing too big. Uh, we do have week two uh, coming up. It's a little bit more spread out, which is great as far as trying to find uh, players for uh, our daily lineups. Although you will notice that it it is a big, big pain in the ass. I don't give a shit what anybody says about trying to find uh, um, players to use. Uh, Jalen Hurd had a really nice, nice game uh, for the Niners, which I wasn't really on top of, and I don't know why. Maybe it's just tired. Maybe it's just working too much um and then of course you know they shit all over nate peterman and nate peterman runs all over the fucking field <sighs> like chicken with his head cut off so stupid so fucking dumb but it's a new week so we'll get it all figured out hopefully win us some money uh news and notes what we got going on here uh antonio brown is still a psycho Trying to fight the league about a helmet that apparently was 10 years old. Um, listen, the times are changing. They're, the league's not really worried about safety, but they are, you know, putting in things in place. So it appears that they care about player safety, new helmets, um, trying to deter concussions. Uh, a lot of players have bitched that they don't like the feel of it, but. At the very least, they're sitting there going, you know, we have to wear it, so I'm doing my best to get used to it. Antonio Brown decided just to kind of apparently take it to court against the league and uh, lost because the Players Association had already agreed upon everything, so he was fighting a losing battle from the word go. This was pretty much 
I think just uh, trying to keep himself off the field. Let the foot heal up. Doesn't like camp. Just kind of like, you know, our two favorite running backs in uh, Ezekiel Elliott and Melvin Gordon, who still haven't reported, which we're not still not expecting Gordon to report anytime soon. Um, but Zeke has the upper hand in the negotiations, especially since yeah. apparently, you know, Dak Press, and I say that with air quotes, of course, that Dak Prescott is requesting $40 million a year. The Dallas Cowboys had offered him 30 a year, and he said no dice. I think this is all a ruse just for the Cowboys to quit negotiating with Prescott and possibly with Amari Cooper and keep their focus on their teammate and get him into camp. It's kind of my little conspiracy uh, theory on it. Uh, also not showing to camp yet is Jadavian Clowney. Apparently Bill O'Brien has no idea when Clowney will report. I don't really care. He's going to skip the whole the whole preseason until that last week when he has to actually show up. Uh, no surprise. Uh, reports out of Redskins camp. Trent Williams' absence is hurting the QB performance. Uh, yeah, duh. He's only your best offensive lineman on the team, so stupid, stupid, stupid. Oh, we do have injury news. Um, Theo Riddick, who was recently signed by the Denver Broncos from after being released from Detroit, he is no longer available, uh, at least for, it sounds like, about six weeks. Which, of course, you know, this all happened a couple days after I transferred him over to the Broncos roster, making that move completely fucking pointless. Uh, and yes, I have removed him from the guide. Because you know what? Fuck him. Fuck you if you can't take a joke either. So... Going back to our draft commandments uh, constitution, I haven't actually officially come up with a name of this, um, but we all know where I'm going with it. We still have two left. We have nine and ten. Nine is going to be reinforcing that you want safety at the top of your draft, whereas if you want any upside, if you want real upside value. You're going to, of course, go and draft that at the bottom of your draft, taking them, taking shots at players, wide receivers, running backs that could potentially fill spots uh, due to injury. Or in some cases, uh, the starter not showing up. And that's important for many reasons. Uh, some people will tell you where you can draft a player like, say, Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon, I'm just not going to touch at all. He will be in the rankings. He's been going in the third, uh, closer to the end of the third round. And Zeke has been dropping to the back end of the first round, which if you're drafting now, I would still take the shot on Zeke. 
because, like I said, believe he's going to be in there. Um, but Melvin Gordon, I'm totally not touching. I don't care how far that value goes. Uh, AJ Green has been dropping into the sixth round due to his leg injury, and I am perfectly fine taking a shot on six because by that time you should actually have two wide receivers at that point. So if you're getting AJ Green as a wide receiver three and an offense is going to have to play catch up most of the year, uh, that is a perfect spot for him. Not too worried about whether or not he's going to come up lame. If he does come up lame, misses the rest of the season, hey, I'd much rather cut a six-round A.J. Green than a second-round, second, early third A.J. Green if it comes to that point where maybe he can't finish the season. Number 10, the last and final one. I have it listed under, remember it's a game, have fun with it. Um, But there's no better way to have fun at fantasy football than beating the ever-living shit out of all of your opponents. And how do we do that? Follow the steps. Keep our lessons plan intact. And we draft to the best of our absolute ability. And that's it. That's the uh, Constitution slash Commandments. Not really too much today. I really want to focus on other than just sit with the update. We will have the guide this week. I I know this thing's been backing up and backing up. I was hoping to have it out last weekend. And then I wanted it out on Wednesday so I could focus on DFS for Thursday. But it looks like it's not going to happen. It would be close. But I want to try and perfect it, making sure in case anybody wants to actually print it out, um, which I will be doing. So I'll actually have a hard copy. But if anybody wanted to print it out, then they would easily be able to print it out, make sure that the team, you know, the pages are cut right where they need to be. Right now we're at 53. I've yet to put in the depth charts, which I will do today. And that's going to add, that's going to add quite a bit of volume into here. But one of the things I've noticed when people talk about fantasy football is they want to use all like this quantitative analysis. They want to keep throwing fucking numbers at you and tell you that, you know, if a black hole opens up on the far side of Mars, that that means that Todd Gurley is going to maybe not reach his potential that he had in 2018, but it's going to be 80% max volume for Todd Gurley in 2019. You know, it's just wacky shit like that. Like, 
can we just separate ourselves from the fucking numbers and just kind of look at a situation and just decide whether or not we like a player or not? Do we really fucking need to sit here and break down all the fucking numbers for whether or not you want to draft David Johnson or Le'Veon Bell? Can't we just look at a situation and go, hmm, I really don't want to dip my fucking toe in those waters. Kind of want to just stay over here where it's a little bit safe. I'm going to wait a little bit. I'm going to I'm going to navigate into the Nick Chubb, Dalvin Cook waters because I like the system better. I like, I whereas I like the player in David Johnson or I like Le'Veon Bell, but I don't trust where they're going. I don't trust the system that's in place. He's never been in those systems. Will the offensive line hold up in Arizona? Will the offensive line hold up in New York? Will Adam Gase completely fuck up his running back rotation with Ty Montgomery, Bilal Powell, Trenton Cannon, and tank by Le'Veon Bell shares? Do I believe Devonta Freeman can make it through a full season? Do I know exactly who his handcuff is? Is it Edo Smith? Is it Brian Hill? Is it Quadri Allison? I don't know. But I know that he's an injury risk. And I want to handcuff him. But I don't want to fuck it up. So am I going to take that shot on him if I don't know who the backup is and don't feel comfortable not having that backup there? Can I draft a wide receiver in the first round? Does my draft, will the people I draft with allow me to draft that stud wide receiver in the first, maybe even go wide receiver, wide receiver, and still be able to get one of the guys who should go in the third round at running back. Am I going to get that cost for that running back, or do I have to pay up for him? Am I willing to pay up for him? Or am I willing to sit back and grab a guy in maybe the sixth or seventh round in Tevin Coleman? And now with the news that Jarek McKinnon is going to go on the injured reserve designated for return list, I can get Matt Breida and I can back him up way less so I know I have at least one backfield I can trust late am I going to be able to get Chris Carson in the fifth or do I have to pay a fourth round price am I going to have to pay a third round price am I willing to pay a third round price for Chris Carson knowing 
that the same people that were in this draft, one of them had Chris Carson last year and knew what he had at the end of the year because he was in the playoffs. He was carrying him to probably, possibly a championship. Maybe at least to the championship round. He took money. Let's just say. That's how I look at everything. I don't give a shit with the yard for carry, yards after contact, yards before contact. I don't really give a shit about it. Not when I'm looking at the teams themselves. Not when I'm looking at the systems. Yes, they're important. Yes, you can't just throw them under the rug. But I don't give a shit what a player did the year before. I'm looking to this year. There's so many changes in the National Football League from year to year. Coaches moving one team to the next. Hirings, firings, new systems in place. That can affect just about every single player that you have the possibility to draft. The guide is going to show you the ADP run from just after the 4th of July to the first weekend in August. And I'll have the key put in for everything, the charts, how to read it, what you're using it for. You'll have those that listed ADP from left to right, where they rank as far as position, and where they are overall. Like we've said with ADP before, you're using it as a guide, it's not set in stone. I will have notes in there if I think you have to take him higher or if you can wait later. I'm not going to enter any more ADP data because you can easily go to Fantasy Pros and look it up, print them out the day of your draft and have them on hand. If you're using the RotoWire drafting tool or any other tool that has the ADPs listed, I don't need to list the ADPs. This is to give you a heads up on what we're looking at. I will have them arranged in my own rankings. They'll be in tiers. It's going to go top to bottom. You don't have to follow what I have on there to a T. 
if you like a player that's right next to another player, like say for instance, we'll go back to Nick Chubb and Dalvin Cook. If you don't want to take Nick Chubb and you'd rather take Dalvin Cook, you can take Dalvin Cook. I don't care. It's your prerogative. We talked last week that I'm a little bit higher on Gurley again. I don't want to get a question on whether or not you can take him or not. If you want him, take him. But we remember that Malcolm Brown is the true backup. Not Daryl Henderson. Malcolm Brown is way cheaper and more cost effective to handcuff for Gurley. And that's why I'm willing to take the risk on him. I'd rather not have to spend higher than a mid-range second. But if you're that sure of it, you can take him at the beginning of the second round. Don't care. If you feel during a first round running back run like some drafts will be they'll go all the way from 1 to 12 all running backs and you're sitting in the 10 spot and it gets to that point you can take early if you want to but like I said you gotta handcuff it if you're uncomfortable taking a wide receiver, if you're uncomfortable taking a high-end tight end early, then don't do it. There's no rule that says you have to do this. But I will smack the shit out of you if you take fucking Patrick Mahomes in the first round. Which, by the way, I just talked to a... Spanish-speaking friend of mine, and he told me that Mahomes stands for poop or turds. Somebody do a homework. Research that. I'm not going to do it. I, I want to believe that Mahomes equals turds, so I'm not going to look it up. I'm going to build a wall around that one. We will have at least two more podcasts this week. Maybe a third. It all depends. I haven't taken a look at the actual preseason schedule. Um, I just know that we have five games on Thursday, which is good. Don't know what we got going on Friday. Saturday, Sunday. I know there is, there is a Monday night game this weekend, so we will have a showdown slate on that Monday. So that's cool. We can practice a little bit of showdown slate on there. Like I said, the guide should be done. Should be. Will be done this week. 
And then we all know what that means. It means that I'm moving on to DFS specifically. The rankings in the guide will be updated. I've actually started putting some updates within the guide itself on certain players. So pay attention to that. They will be marked in red. So they stick out a little bit. Um, but yeah, most of the stuff that we do from here on out, we'll deal with a, we'll deal with a little bit of uh, seasonal because we need to keep on top of any type of injury news, uh, that type of thing, any type of ranking change. I will let you know firsthand on here. Um, you may not notice much of a change in the rankings uh, just because I have the ADPs color-coded on whether or not they went up and down. I don't want to put any more color coding in there because um, it it tends to be confusing as it is right now until you get the gist of what's going on, how it's flowing. So how about I just not fuck people up on that? So Thursday podcast, we'll deal with the Thursday night games. Friday podcast might come out a little bit later, might be in the afternoon. I might even do a nighttime podcast, which then you'll see Saturday morning. So if you don't see it early, if you don't see me pop, put it out, just know it's, it's not that it's not coming out. It's that I'm setting up the perfect time. I don't want to put it out until I've sent out the guides. Once the guides are out, that show will be specifically about how to navigate the guide. We'll talk about the charts, how to read them, what you're looking for, how to read the ADP from left to right. Like I said, it, it, it tends to be a little bit confusing because there's too much color in there. I might change that up for next year. I don't really like it, but it's, it does work. It's effective. And then we'll get a little bit. We'll go team by team. It could be a longer podcast. It could be a two-hour podcast. So just prep yourselves. It all depends on how much I'm willing to put in there. Um, stuff that you may need to look at. Um, to definitely get the full experience of it. There's not a lot of writing in it. There's blurbs about everything. It's enough. There's enough writing in there to where you're going to get the point of what I'm speaking. And I know that sentence sounded really ridiculous. You'll understand where I'm going with everything. I don't want to run on and on and on about teams when I don't feel it's necessary. I don't want to go on and on and on about players. If you're doing your best ball drafts, 
if you're doing your mock drafts, you know where these players are going. You know who you're high on and who you're low on. Does that mean that you can't ask me any questions on players? Absolutely not. You can ask away. I have no problems. This is the time to make sure that you're getting a full grasp on what's going on. Been doing this since the Super Bowl ended. So if I can't answer your question, then I shouldn't be on the fucking microphone right now. I shouldn't be putting this out in writing. I shouldn't be bothering doing DFS. But, as some of you know who've been following my work, some of you, this will be your fourth season following it, I know what the fuck I'm talking about. If I don't know how to answer it, I will find you an answer for it. We will be 100% complete. We will all win our titles in our seasonal leagues. We all will be successful in our cash games. That I can guarantee you. Tournaments? There's never a guarantee. But will we have the best information? Will we be able to have the best leverage against our competition? To contend for GPPs. Absolutely. And that's where I'm going to leave you guys. Like I said, be back on Thursday. Everybody take it easy. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye. can't believe people decided to bring baseball into my fucking football podcast. What the fuck? Why are we doing a Kino? Just because it keeps hitting homers? It keeps hitting homers like fucking Noma. Like Noma. So let's see here. We're going back to this. Some great nicknames being tossed around instead of the Punisher for a Kino. The philosopher of power. And if you don't have him, Fakino. Fakino. You gotta hit that cue. Fakino. Like you said, I am terrible at fucking pronouncing names, enunciating shit. It could be the accent. but I'm not 100% sure. I mean, I had a hard enough time learning how to say water fountain or drinking fountain versus using bubbler. I can't.
can finally say soda instead of pop. I mean, that that's the kind of shit that I was working on. Trying to get out of these ridiculous northern terms. Because uh, I didn't want to sound like some fucking two-bit character out of the movie Fargo. Oh, yeah, don't you know you need a pop? You want a pop there? You gonna go, or are you just going to go get some water from the bubbler? Yeah, yeah. Little guy. Beady eyes. Kind of weird. Kind of weird little fella. Kind of weird. Kind of weird. Fuckino.